Hello, my name is Jayama, and you're listening to Unpurified, the Ramblings of a Black Queer Christian. Uh, For today's episode of the podcast, I wanted to talk about um, the Antichrist. Uh, If you listened to my last podcast episode, then you know that I have already talked about the Antichrist's wife. I did a um, sort of in-depth biblical analysis on her story so now I have done the same for the Antichrist and honestly I don't know if it's like spiritual warfare and it probably is because like I felt like it was so hard for me to like get this message out of me and I don't know how to describe it unless like you're also prophetic and I don't know if like if you're a prophet like you kind of have like these like feelings that are like within you when you have a message that needs to be said and like this one was so hard for me to get out (laughs) like it was so difficult and it felt so weird and like I don't know it was just such a struggle um just getting this message out trying to even just get the motivation to um study his story and like get the stuff out like it was just it was so hard like it's so hard and so I'm like well maybe this is important maybe I'm giving the girls you know, and saying something unique and interesting, telling the girls information that, you know, they're not going to hear from just any other girl. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, this has been so hard for me to do. So hard for me to release. So, uh, I think I'm going to, um, give sort of, um, I guess a general, uh, I'm gonna give you some context. There we go. I'm gonna give you some context on, um, the political landscape that is, like, what the political landscape looks like before the Antichrist shows up, so that you will have, um, better context into (laughs) understanding everything that goes on into his story so yeah I'm going to get into that (laughs) okay so to give the girls some context into um what the political landscape would look like when the antichrist um comes into power during the tribulation um I believe that the kingdom that takes over the world during the tribulation will be like a big kingdom that is comprised of 10 smaller kingdoms that is unified by one ruler who is ruler over all 10 kings. So it's like sort of like, um, uh, like the United Nations, I think is how they do that. But if they had like one ruler who was a ruler above every other ruler that came together. And so um, I think that that will be how the the thing works. And this like big kingdom, like the grand kingdom 
will have multiple rulers over the course of like um, three and a half years because I believe that the tribulation is seven years and the Antichrist takes over after the second half. So over three and a half years, there'll be like, uh, I can't remember exactly how many rulers, but there will be multiple rulers that rule during the first three and a half years. And then, um, like the kingdom itself, I think it will be before the Antichrist comes into the picture. They will have a peace treaty with nations for seven years. And then the Antichrist will come along at around the three and a half, um, way part. And he will be the last, like, supreme ruler over this grand kingdom. And he will break um, the peace treaty that was made. So that is to give the girls some context. But as y'all know, I don't say, I do not say anything. I do not say anything. I do not say anything without a scripture. So... Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So, number one, like I said, the the grand kingdom will be comprised of smaller kingdoms. And you can see that in Revelation 17, verses 9 through 13. And that says, this calls for wisdom and understanding. The seven heads are seven hills on which the woman sits. They are also seven kings. Five of them have fallen, one still rules, and the other one has not yet come. When he comes, he must rule only a little while, and the beast that was once alive but lives no longer is itself an eighth king, who is one of the seven and is going off to be destroyed. The ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet begun to rule, but who will be given authority to rule as kings for one hour with the beast. These ten all have the same purpose, and they give their power and authority to the beast. The next thing that I found, uh, this kingdom will have a quote-unquote peace treaty, and then the kingdom will have a faux version of peace. And you can see that in Daniel um, 9, uh, verse, chapter 9, verse 27. And that says, That ruler will have a firm agreement with many people for seven years, and when half this time is passed, he will put an end to sacrifices and offerings. The awful horror will be placed at the highest point of the temple and will remain there until the one who puts it there meets the end which God has prepared for him. The third thing that I discovered is that this treaty will be broken, which it kind of says in the previous verse, but it also says it in Ezekiel uh, 21, verse 21 through 23. And that says, The king of Babylonia stands by the signpost at the fork of the road. To discover which way to go, he shakes the arrows, he consults his idols, he examines the liver of a sacrificed animal. Now his right hand holds the arrow marked Jerusalem. It tells him to go and set up battering rams, to shout the battle cry, to place battering rams against the gates, to throw up earthworks and dig trenches. The people of Jerusalem won't believe this because of the treaties they have made. But this prediction is to remind them of their sins and to warn them that they will be captured. The fourth thing that I found out is that the Antichrist will be the fourth supreme king and the eighth supreme king to rule um the bible explains that this like grand kingdom will have uh eight kings in total that will rule it and it also says that the eighth king will be one of the previous seven 
and that the Antichrist will overthrow three kings in order to get into power. So when you do the math of that, that since he's the last and he'll overthrow three kings in order to become a king, and he says that he's one of the seven, he will be the fourth king, he'll get rid of three, and then he'll be the eighth king. So, um, you can see that in uh, Revelation 17, 9 through 11. And that says, this calls for wisdom and understanding. The seven heads are seven hills in which the woman sits. They are also seven kings. Five of them have fallen, one still rules, and the other one has not yet come. When he comes, he must only rule a little while. And the beast that was once alive but lives no longer is itself an eighth king who was one of the seven and is going off to be destroyed. Um, you can also see that in Daniel 7 verse 24. And that says, the ten horns are ten kings that will rule that empire. Then another king will appear. He will be very different from the earlier ones and will overthrow three kings. So that shows that he's getting, he's, he's taking out people to get into power. Uh, number five, I found out that the Antichrist will trick his way into power. Um, and you can see that in Daniel 8.25, and that says, Because he is cunning, he will succeed in his deceitful ways. He will be proud of himself and will destroy many people without warning. He will even defy the greatest king of all, but he will be destroyed without any use of human power. You can also see that in Daniel 11, uh, 21 through 24 and in verse 32. And that says, the angel went on to explain, the next king of Syria will be an evil man who has no right to be king, but he will come unexpectedly and seize power by trickery. Anyone who opposes him, even God's high priest, will be swept away and wiped out. By making treaties, he will deceive the other nations, and he will grow stronger and stronger even though he rules only a small nation. He will invade the wealthy province without warning and will do things that none of his ancestors ever did. Then he will divide divide among his followers the goods and property he has captured in war. He will make plans to attract, attack fortresses, but his time will soon run out. By deceit, the king will win the support of those who have already abandoned their religion, but those who follow God will fight back. The sixth thing that I found out is that he will get his wife. To do his dirty work, child. Don't you just hate a man? <laughs> um, honestly, when I when I found this out, I was I was a little surprised. But at the same time, it kind of does sound like, um, you know, the devil to pass hard work. You know what I'm saying? On to other people. So you know how um, he has to. Well, he don't have to, but he does overthrow three kings in order to come into power. His wife is the one who, um, she like woos them. She, well, seduces them, I guess. She seduces the three kings to, um, sleep with her. And when they sleep with her, she will either ruin them or kill them to get them to fall out of power, which is wild. And you can see that in uh, Proverbs 7, verse 6 through 15, 18 through 23, 26 
through 27. And this is a lot to say, so hung out. <laughs> that says, Once I was looking out of the window of my house and I saw many inexperienced young men, but I noticed one foolish fellow in particular. He was walking along the street near the corner where a certain woman lived. He was passing near her house in the evening after it was dark. And then she met him. She was dressed like a prostitute and was making plans. She was a bold and shameless woman who always walked the streets or stood at the corner, sometimes in the streets, sometimes in the marketplace. She threw her arms around the young man, kissed him, looked him straight in the eye, and said, I made my offerings today and have the meat from the sacrifices, so I came out looking for you. I wanted to find you, and here you are. Come on, let's make love all night long. We'll be happy in each other's arms. My husband isn't at home. He's on a long trip. He took plenty of money with him and won't be back for two weeks. So she tempted him with her charms, and he gave in to her smooth talk. Suddenly he was going to her like an ox on the way to be slaughtered, like a deer prancing into a trap where an arrow would pierce its heart. He was going like a bird into a net. He did not know that his life was in danger. She's been the ruin of many men and has caused the death of too many to count. If you go to her house, you are on the world of the dead. It is a shortcut to death. So that is his wife. That is describing his wife. And she she killed him. People follow her. For him. Uh, you can also see that in uh, Revelation 17, 2. And that says the kings of the earth practiced sexual immorality with her and the people of the world became drunk from drinking the wine of her immorality. So that goes to show she was sleeping with the man and killing them, child. <laughs> killing them dead. Um, the seventh thing that I found is that he will get into power and he will rule for three and a half years and you can see that in uh, Daniel 7:25, and that says he will speak against the supreme God and oppress God's people he will try to change the religious laws and festivals and God's people will be under his power for three and a half years you can also see that in Revelation 13 5 and that says the beast was allowed to make proud claims which were insulting to God and was permitted to have authority for 42 months so 42 months is three and a half years. <laughs> um, the eighth thing that I found out is that the Antichrist will die and he will come back to life. <laughs> and so you will see that in uh, Revelation 13, 3. And that says one of the heads of the beast seemed to have been fatally wounded, but the wound had healed. The whole earth was amazed and followed the beast. You can also see that in uh, Revelation 17, 8. And that says, The beast was once alive, but lives no longer. It is about to come up from the abyss and will go off to be destroyed. The people living on the earth whose names have not been written before the creation of the world in the book of the living will all be amazed as they look at the beast. It was once alive, now it no longer lives, but it will reappear. Meaning, baby was, baby was dead. Baby was dead and came back to life. <laughs> uh, the ninth thing that I figured out is that when the Antichrist comes back to life, he will be fully possessed by the devil, which is wild and kind of makes sense. Uh, you can see that in uh, Daniel 8, uh, uh, 24. 
And that says he will grow strong, but not by his own power. Meaning because this was just a man before. The Antichrist was just a guy before. But once he dies, he becomes possessed. So he will grow strong, but not by his own power. He will cause terrible destruction and will be successful in everything he does. He will bring destruction on powerful men and on God's own people. You can also see that in Revelation 13, 2. And that says, The beast looked like a leopard, with the feet of a bear's feast and the mouth like a lion's mouth. The dragon, who is Satan, and the beast is the Antichrist. So the dragon is Satan. Gave the beast his own power, his throne, and his vast authority. We all know the devil ain't going to give that to just anybody if he can't take control. So he's going to come up and be, you know, saying fully possessed. Uh, the tenth thing I figured out is that people will worship Satan because of this. And you can see that in Revelation thirteen four, And that says everyone worshiped the dragon, who is Satan, because he had given his authority to the beast. They worshiped the beast also, saying, who is like the beast? Who can fight against it? The eleventh thing that I found out is that they will worship uh, the Antichrist also. And then he will start to believe that he himself is God. And again, you can see that in uh, Revelation 13, 4, which it says that they worshipped him and the beast and the dragon. But you can also see that in um, Revelation 13, 8. And that says all the people living on the earth will worship it in referencing to the beast, except those whose name were written before the creation of the world in the book of the living, which belongs to the lamb that was killed. That's such a long way to say that. Um, you can also see it in Isaiah 14, 13 through 14. And that says, you were determined to climb up to heaven and take your place and, pl and to place your throne above the highest stars. You thought you would sit like a king on that mountain in the north where the gods assemble. You said you would climb to the tops of the clouds and be like the Almighty. You can also see that in Daniel eleven thirty six to 37 And that says, The king of Syria will do as he pleases. He will boast that he is greater than any god, superior even to the supreme god. He will be able to do this until the time when God punishes him. God will do exactly what he has planned. The king will ignore the God his ancestors serve and also the God that women love. In fact, he will ignore every God because he thinks that he is greater than any of them. So that shows that he will start to get worshipped and feel like, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm God actually. Yikes. Uh, the 12th thing that I figured out is that he will take over the world. And you can see that in Daniel 7.23. And that says, this is the explanation I was given. The fourth beast is a fourth empire that will be on the earth and will be different from all other empires. It will crush the whole earth and trample it down. You can also see that in Isaiah 14.5-7. And that says, the Lord has ended the power of evil rulers who angrily oppressed the peoples and never stopped persecuting the nations they had conquered. Now, at last, the whole world enjoys rest and peace and everyone sings for joy. The 13th thing that I found is that he will conquer the nations and the nations that he conquers, he will oppress. And you can see that in Isaiah 14, 5 through 6, 12, 
in 16 through 17. And that says, The Lord has ended the power of the evil rulers who angrily oppressed the peoples and never stopped persecuting the nations they had conquered. King of Babylon, bright morning star, you have fallen from heaven. In the past, you conquered nations, but now you have been thrown to the ground. The dead will stare and gape at you. They will ask, is this the man who took the earth and made kingdoms trouble? Is this the man who destroyed cities and turned the world into a desert? Is this the man who never freed his prisoners or let them go home? (laughs) The 14th thing I found is that he will target Specifically, he will specifically target and oppress uh, God's people because, again, he believes that he is God. So if he sees people following the true God, he will be very upset about that. And you can see that in Daniel 7.25. And that says he will speak against the supreme God and oppress God's people. He will try to change 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 their religious laws and festivals and God's people will be under his power for three and a half years you can also see that in ooh, this is a lot <laughs> Daniel 11 22 28 30 through 31 33 and 35 and that says anyone who opposes him even God's high priest will be swept away and wiped out The king of Syria will return home with all the loot he has captured, determined to destroy the religion of God's people. He will do as he pleases and return to his own land. The Romans will come in ships and oppose him, and he will be frightened. Then he will turn back in a rage and try to destroy the religion of God's people. He will follow the advice of those who abandon that religion. Some of his soldiers will make the temple richly unclean. They will stop the daily sacrifices and set up the awful horror. Wise leaders of the people will share their wisdom with many others, but for some uh, of them, they will be killed in battle or burned to death, and some will be robbed and made prisoners. Some of those wise leaders will be killed, but as a result of this, the people will be purified. This will continue until the end comes, the time that God has set. And you can also see that in Revelation 13, uh, 6 through 7, and that said, it is meaning the beast, began to curse God, his name, the place where he lives, and all those who live in heaven. It was allowed to fight against God's people and defeat them, and it was given authority over every tribe, nation, language, and race. That's the whole world, baby. <laughs> um, the 15th thing that I discovered whilst looking in my Bible about this man is that he will just be plain old evil. I did not know how to, you know what I'm saying, categorize the the specificity of evilness. And you can see that in Daniel 8, 23 through 25. And that says, when the end of those kingdoms is near, they will become so wicked that they must be punished. Um, There will be a stubborn, vicious, and deceitful king. He will grow strong, but not by his own power. He will cause terrible destruction and be successful in everything he does. He will bring destruction on powerful men and on God's own people. Because he is cunning, he will succeed in his deceitful ways. He will be proud of himself and destroy many people without warning. He will defy the greatest king of all, but he will be destroyed without the use of any human power. And the 16th thing that I found is that he will honor those who support him. And you can see that in Daniel 11, uh, verse 39. 
and that says to defend his fortress he will use people who worship a foreign god he will give great honor to those who accept him as rulers and put them into high offices and give them land as a reward and the 17th thing that i found is that he will be praised by the people who are brainwashed uh, you can see that in isaiah 14 verse 11 and that says, you used to be honored with the music of harps, but now you are here in the world of the dead. You lie on a bed of maggots and are covered with a blanket of worms, 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 worms. <laughs> and number 18, uh, if you listen to my last podcast episode, you know this already. Um, he will betray his wife who did all his dirty work. And because of this betrayal, it will result in her death. Okay. Um, And you can see that in uh, Isaiah 21 verse 2. And that says, I have seen a vision of cruel events, a vision of betrayal and destruction. Army of Elam, Elam, attack. Army of (laughs) Media lay siege to the cities. God will put an end to the suffering which Babylon has caused. You can also see that in Revelation 17, 16. And that says, The ten horns you saw in the beast will hate the prostitute. They will take everything away that she has and leave her naked. They will eat her flesh and destroy her with fire. The 19th thing that I found out is that his kingdom will fall. And you can see that in Revelation 18, 2. And that says, he cried out in a loud voice, she has fallen. Great Babylon has fallen. She is now haunted by demons and unclean spirits. All kinds of filthy and hateful birds live in her. And the 20th thing that I found out is that he will die for his crimes. And you can first see that in Isaiah 14, 9, 14 through 15, 18, 18, through 19 and that says the world of the dead is getting ready to welcome the king of babylon the ghosts of those who are powerful on the earth are stirring about the ghosts of kings are rising from their thrones you said you would climb up to the tops of the clouds and be like the almighty but instead you have been brought down to the deepest parts of the world of the dead all the kings of the earth lie in their magnificent tombs but you have no tomb and your corpse is thrown out to rot it is covered by the bodies of soldiers killed in battle thrown with them into a rocky pit and trampled down. You can also see that in uh, Daniel 7, verse 26. And that says, Then the heavenly court will sit in judgment, take away his power, and destroy him completely. You can also see it in Daniel eleven forty-five, And that says, He will set up his huge royal tents between the sea and the mountain on which the temple stands. But he will die with no one there to help him. And lastly, you can see that in Revelation 19.20, and that says, The beast was taken prisoner together with the false prophet who has performed miracles in his presence. It was by those miracles that he deceived those who had the mark of the beast and those who had worshipped the image of the beast. The beast and the false prophet were both thrown alive into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur. Uh, The 21st (laughs) thing that I found is that his family will die. Um, and you can see that in Isaiah fourteen twenty, 
And it says, because you ruined your country and killed your own people, you will not be buried like other kings. None of your evil family will survive. You can also see this in Isaiah 47, 8 through 9. And that says, listen to this, you lover of pleasure. You think that you are safe and secure. You claim that you are as great as God, that there is no one like you. You thought that you would never be a widow or suffer the loss of your children. But in a single moment, in a single day, both of these things will happen. In spite of all the magic you use, you will lose your husband and children. Which, that verse is referencing his wife. But, she'll die, he'll die, they will die. They'll all die on the same day. Uh... And you can also see that in Daniel 11, verse 6. And that says, After a number of years, um, the king of Egypt will make an alliance with the king of Syria and give him his daughter in marriage. But the alliance will not last. And she, her husband, her child, and the servants who went with her will all be killed. And finally, after the death of this man, and he is punished for his crimes, um, he will then be mocked by God's people and you can see that in uh, Isaiah 14 4 and that says when he does this they are to mock the king of Babylon and say the cruel king has fallen he will never oppress anyone again so yeah that is everything that I figured out about the um antichrist you know much like his wife he too was a terrible person he's going out he is killing people he's conquering nations and oppressing them he's targeting god's people just like his wife and you know he'll be he'll be a very evil man but you know just like his wife just like anybody who tries to come against God's people, he will be punished and condemned for the evil that he does. And, you know what I'm saying? The girls will will not only see the punishment, but they will laugh in his face. They will laugh in his face. So, yeah. Yep, that is everything that I have to say on the subject. <laughs> Um, if you made it to the end of this, thank you. Thank you. This was a very hard message for me to get out of me. And again, I know it's the warfare, but it has, it is, it is beating me down, girl. It's beating me down. So, you know, at least you know that this information is accurate if she's going through so much in order to release it. So, yeah, um... Yeah, that's all I have to say. So thank you for listening. Thank you for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. If you would like to find me online, I'm on Instagram at The Bible is Inclusive, and I'm on Twitter at Bible Inclusive. Uh, I also have a book. It's called Who Told You That God Was Homophobic, and that's available in paperback and ebook. And that's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, uh, Kobo, Scribd, and other retailers. And if you would like to visit my website, my website is called uh, thebibleisinclusive.com. And that is the host of my blog. And I make many posts on there about like 
you know, the spiritual things that I have found out. (laughs) Uh, I tend to be more active on the blog than I am on my podcast. So I would recommend that you subscribe to my website so that you can get updates every time I post on there because, you know, she posts on there more frequently. And uh, if you would like to become a Christian, uh, you can figure that out on my website as well. You can go to the menu. There's a tab and it says, you know, how to become a Christian. And it'll show you the prayer that you can pray in order to become a Christian if you would like to. And also, uh, you don't have to. You're not forced into this. But if you would like to donate to me, uh, you can also go to my website And there is a tab on there that says donate and you can uh, put in, you know, however much money you would like. They have a single like one time donations and they also I think they have reoccurring donations on there, too. So you can, you know, do it however you want and you'll be able to donate to me. And yeah, thank you again for making it all the way to the end of the podcast. And I'll see y'all in the next one.